Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi, and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this episode 97 of Essential Skills of NLP. I'm back again, uh, again, getting away from my uh, my PhD to do a little bit of podcasting for you. Um, I was working with a, a great client yesterday, um, made amazing changes in so many areas of their life. Um, uh, you know, really quite extraordinary. Not only did they get over chronic fatigue, but they also got over alopecia and a whole range of other stuff. Anyway, we were talking about uh, friendship groups and what can happen both with friendship groups and with relationships is an interesting thing when one person changes and the rest of the group or the other person that you're in relationship with hasn't changed, hasn't got the message and doesn't want to change. What happens is this interesting phenomenon, which is written about in a number of books called The Dance Of. And I'll just explain the concept because I think it's a really interesting concept. I think I've touched on it before, but it's worth reminding ourselves of. Imagine, they say, imagine you go every night to a, uh, a dance class and it's ballroom dancing. And in ballroom dancing, uh, there are very, very particular certain prescribed steps that you have to take in order to make the dance work. So if I am the, the man, I will walk in this way, moving my say, moving my right foot forwards, because you're my partner, the lady, you will have to move your left foot backwards when I put my right foot forwards, otherwise I'll tread on your toes. So we have to understand these steps in the dance to make the dance work. And if you have a group of people doing a dance, they will move around the floor being very aware of where everyone is, so nobody treads on anybody else's toes. And the dance works brilliantly. But imagine one day you go to your dance class and uh, you've been on YouTube and you've learnt this new fabulous dance which doesn't look anything like the dances they normally do and you go, listen guys, I've got this brilliant dance and you do your dance, what do they do? Well, normally what will happen is they'll go, stop, stop doing that dance. That dance doesn't fit with what we do here. If you do that, you'll be treading on our toes. And I say, yeah, but it's a great dance and, and all we have to do is learn it and when we learn this new dance, then we'll be able to do a new dance and it'll be great and everything. And uh, the people in the group go, no, 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 we do this kind of dancing here, not that kind of dancing. Take your newfangled dancing away. Don't bring it to the class. If you're going to be in this class, we do this kind of dancing at this class. This is the dancing you will do. And I go, yeah, but it's great. Just watch. And they go, no, no, not interested in the slightest. And they dance. And I have a choice. I either have to convert them by dancing my new dance in front of them or they ignore me and run over me as they carry on their old dance. Or I have to conform, go back to the dance that we always do in this class. Or I have to take myself off and do my new dance somewhere else. And this is how groups and relationships often work. When you do something new, even though the new dance, even though the new behavior hopefully is an improvement or at least an addition to the old behaviors, then very often they will not be adopted by the other people because even if it's better, it's unfamiliar. And even if the dance they were doing, the behaviours they were doing beforehand were not good or healthy, at least they knew them and they understood them. Because people often run scared of change, particularly change that they haven't chosen where somebody tries to enforce change. 
So this person I was talking to in a friendship group had changed a lot. Well, actually, the friendship group hadn't changed. That was the problem. The friendship group was still doing what they did when they were teenagers. And what they found was that their needs and the things they wanted to do didn't fit anymore with that friendship group. And an interesting thing happens, much like in the dance troupe we were talking about, is if somebody wants to leave a group or leave a relationship because it's not working for them anymore, then one of the things, as I've talked about before, humans hate is the sense of being wrong. So when somebody wants to leave, then it must be because something's wrong. And there's only two people or two groups involved, us and them, and we usually will try and make the other person wrong. So if somebody wants to leave a group, they will have to find some reason why that person is wrong to justify why they're stupid enough or crazy enough or horrid enough to want to leave such a utopian experience as being part of this group or part of this relationship. We'll also try to trigger them. We'll try to notice, and we often know them well enough, to notice what buttons we could press to manipulate them back in line. So you see this in uh, in family relationships where let's say there's an old argument that always goes on or an old dance that always goes on between a mum and a son or a, a dad and a daughter and then you know which maybe is an argument a continual argument and then one of them decides not to do that anymore not to do the argument they start to respond differently when that uh, invitation to argue occurs so let's say they've done the lightning process or nlp or coaching or they're more mindful and they just decide not to engage then what usually will happen is the person now feels that they haven't got a partner to do their dance with and so they will try and go to that other person back into the relationship back into the dance and very often what they'll do very cunningly and very cleverly is they will use words that they know will make someone fold so let's say if your highly valued criteria is something like being a, being a nice person then they might say oh you know now you've uh, now you've read that self-help book and you don't spend any time with me anymore it's because you're not a nice person it's made you horrid now that of course will poke your neurology really quite hard because you'd hate to be thought as, as horrid and so there would be a real temptation to go back into the old relationship into the old dance because then at least you don't get called horrid but of course what the other person is doing there is trying to make you wrong in order to manipulate you back into the way that you were before and you see this in relationships sometimes when a relationship has run its course at least for one of the persons in the relationship the other person will quite often try and cling on to that person and make them change back make them change their ways if people again cave or fold and change back to how they were before it's not great because what it means is they are behaving in a way that isn't them isn't how they want to be in order to try to make someone else happy and that is not a great recipe for a relationship so one of the things we need to do when we notice change and change occurs in all sorts of shapes and sizes when there's resistance to change from other people it's probably because they're scared it's probably because what we're doing shines a light on what's not working in their life and they'd rather not look at that you know how people are they'd rather not notice this and what we're doing is almost kind of pointing at it we don't mean to and very often what people will do is try and make you wrong in order to not look at it or try and get you to change back in order to keep the status quo but they're running scared so be kind to them be compassionate recognize that is what is going on for them communicate and if possible 
you know, try and keep that relationship working and growing and flourishing. In NLP, one of the things we say is a relationship is a nominalization. That means a relationship is not a thing. You cannot put it in a box, a wheelbarrow, you can't buy it in the shops because it's not a noun, it's a verb. It's about how people are relating to each other. And we can always relate to each other in new and interesting ways if both people are prepared to do some different kind of relating. So think about that. Think about if somebody is a bit stuck and threatened by your change, be nice to them. Try and communicate through it. It's not always possible. Some people are just not in the place where that's what they want to do. And also recognize it's mostly about them, about their stuff. Someone who is deeply your friend should be really happy for you when you make changes that make you happy. And those kind of friendships flourish. Those kind of friendships, you know, imagine a, a world, a group of people where they really enjoy and engage with the fact that you're exploring the world and feeling, you know, whatever you can feel and living life to the full and they support you fully in that. That would be a great relationship to be in. That would be a great friendship group to be in. So I hope your friendships are flourishing. I hope your relationship is creative and dynamic and fluid and magical. And I will see you guys on the next podcast. You take care now. Bye. If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we could work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.